Kia ora and welcome to the Female Career Podcast. My name's Anna Johnston and I work as a leadership and career coach for women. I'm looking forward to sharing with you an inspiring collection of career stories of a diverse range of women of Aotearoa New Zealand. I hope that by listening to these stories, you'll feel inspired in your own career. If you do enjoy this story, please head along to our website, thefemalecareer.com, where we have lots more stories of wonderful Kiwi women and their careers. We'd also love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you have all the episodes at your fingertips. And please do tell your friends and family about it too. For now, though, I hope you enjoy listening to this career story. I'm really looking forward to speaking today with Amelia Gain. Amelia is CEO and co-founder of boutique accommodation management software Prino. Amelia has a background in IT, but took the leap to take over a luxury hotel aged just 23. She turned it around to being profitable and was even nominated for the world's best hotel. Amelia's challenges while running this hotel sparked the inspiration to launch Prino, which is a software as a service business for smaller independent accommodation businesses. Over the past few years, Prino has gone from strength to strength and is now used in more than 25 countries around the world, helping small hotel businesses streamline their business management. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about Amelia and her career journey today. Kia ora, Amelia, and thank you very much for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, first question I'd love to ask you today is to take your wee way back and think about when you were growing up, when you were a child, maybe a teenager, what careers did you dream about or aspire to? Um, aside from being obsessed with sports, I actually was very interested in journalism. That's why I initially went to Otago University to study for, but I, I became obsessed with technology and how technology can help problem solve things. And I just started reading a whole lot of books on tech. And so kind of <laughs> stepped away from journalism. So I didn't, I didn't finish <laughs> my university there. And that's a quite a different area from journalism to technology. What was it about technology that really sparked your passion? Yeah, so the problem solving aspect and then just how technology is woven into um, all parts of, of daily life. I, I went to study for technology. We way after university, I took a little bit of a break to work out what I wanted to do and then went to study again in Christchurch, actually, technology. And I didn't really have like a set, like job role that I wanted to come out of study with. I just knew that it was an area that I wanted to work in, if that makes sense, an industry that I wanted to work in. So I went to study hoping that I would find find that place in the industry. I think that makes a lot of sense because, as you said, technology touches all of our lives and all of our roles nowadays. So it makes sense to kind of go into it with an open mind and see where you end up. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was fortunate in that going to study tech, I did meet a lot of great people and, and also my current co-founder as well. So... Yeah, I, I didn't really have a set plan, but I just, I got a lot out of that study as well. Fantastic. And then tell me, Amelia, a little bit about your first job or jobs. What did you learn from some of those? Oh, I did many like jobs through university and things, the odd one. But I think the first one for like my career, I suppose, or, or something that I was driven to was actually working for myself with my sister. So we, while I was studying tech, IT, an opportunity for us to own and operate a hotel came about in our hometown of Queenstown. So we kind of jumped at the chance to 
to turn this hotel around. So it was actually working for myself was my first full-on job. (laughs) So, yeah, it's quite an experience. (laughs) Quite an experience. And tell me a little bit about, I guess, some of the highlights of that period of time in your career, but also some of the challenges. The highlights was, well, I was 23, my sister was 21. It was a beautiful hotel, still is today. We had a lot of energy and creativity and maybe a little bit naive as well, which may have helped <laughs> because the the sheer workload was huge in terms of turning the property around kind of post-GFC. And so I think those are the highlights. The, the lowlights, I think, was just the first six months of taking over that existing business was an absolute blur. My background was just tech. I had I couldn't even make a coffee when I first started. Luckily, my sister is very proficient in terms of the day-to-day hotel operations. So together, we made quite a good team. She was front of house, I was back of house, and we kind of shared the responsibilities of running the team as well. And what prompted that decision to go into running a hotel? Because that seems quite a switch from studying technology. I know. it's. A, I mean, we'd always look to, to go into business together. Uh, my dad is very entrepreneurial. So I think we'd always kind of been encouraged to do and try new things. But I, I think my sister and I have kind of thrown a lot of ideas around, but this was the first opportunity that we really took seriously. It's in a town that we that we love, Queenstown, where we had a lot of community support as well. Just I just find the tourism industry fascinating as well. I think the tourism is going through, obviously, a, a really tough time at the moment, but What's coming out of it is some really interesting conversations around obviously not just technology uptake, but also sustainability and travel. And I think those are kind of two really key topics that are kind of quite tightly woven together in a way. I'm very passionate about independent um, hoteliers and boutique travel. And I think the guest experiences that they can build will be more and more centered around sustainable options for travel. And I think that technology can also help in terms of making stays more energy efficient or reducing reducing waste in the hotel industry, which is quite prevalent. There's all kinds of discussions being thrown around and ideas being worked on. Yeah, fascinating. And I think, you know, more broadly, obviously, the hope is that technology will help more broadly with climate change and sustainability. But I can see absolutely then how you apply it into the hotel industry as well. Out of running your Queenstown Hotel, if I'm right, you started to create the seeds of then Preno. Yes, exactly. So, I I mean, at the time, I didn't know it was going to become Preno. I just kind of roped in my friend Max, who's now my co-founder, to help me just solve my own problem, which was I was doing way too much repetitive admin. It would take too long to train staff members. Everything was disconnected. And I just wanted to create personal stays, but it was just taking a lot of work <laughs> behind the scenes. So, yeah, we just set about creating this very easy to use, integrated into Zero, what's called a property management system. But since then, Prino's kind of well, grown and developed and is, is more of a kind of powerful, effortless to use hotel management system now. It's got more, more to it. But yeah, in those early days, it was just basically solving a problem and other hoteliers wanted to take a look. And that so often is how great products originate, I guess, is because you're solving a problem and then other people go, I've got that problem too. I'd love to learn more. So tell me more about, 
guess then you made that leap into becoming a software as a service entrepreneur with Prino. Yeah, so we actually went through a digital accelerator called Lightning Lab. I think that offered a lot of benefit in terms of giving us experience into how to validate ideas, how to take them to market, and just building a bit of a support network as well, advisory board and things. So, so that was run by IceHouse and Creative HQ. So that was really helpful. And then from there, we kind of grew our team in Auckland. And yeah, we've, we've always had a global customer base. We've, we've always sold internationally from New Zealand and that's worked well for us to date. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how Prino started. <laughs> I mean, I do feel fortunate to wake up and work on a product that I'm so passionate about with a team that equally is motivated and then we get to help customers every day and hoteliers every day. So there's not just one thing that excites me about Prino. I just feel fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. Super. And I like the way it's combining that original interest of yours of technology within that on-the-ground experience of running a hotel to actually help on a much broader scale. Yeah, I just want to help other operators like myself, basically. So it's, it's hard work running a hotel. You, you're selling a service and a product and you're doing your product is on offer 24-7. Your holidays, not when other people are taking holidays. So it's, it can be quite isolating as a hotelier. So I think that was, that was our mission, original mission was purely to go out and, and help hoteliers. I save them time, but also become more successful. Tell me then, Amelia, you know, I guess no career has been smooth sailing. You said particularly say that first six months of the Queenstown Hotel was pretty full on. As you look back on your career to date, what have been some of your toughest career challenges or moments? Maybe because I struggle to look back sometimes. I'm more of a person that looks forward. But I, I think there's no doubt that COVID is um, a challenge for any business operator at the moment, I think, in any kind of industry. But I would say that like our customers are so directly impacted by COVID and travel restrictions that it has presented quite a challenge. Been incredibly impressed by our team and how we've navigated through this time. Because when COVID first hit, we really didn't know if people would, if our product would offer value through this time. I mean, we never built it for a world with, with no bookings. It just <laughs> couldn't even really imagine it. So yeah, I think I think just really proud of the way the team has is, is got through this time. We've, we've actually seen significant growth, but it's not, it's not easy when your customers are having a hard time. We've expanded into some new markets, um, like the UK, for instance. We've also released two major new products, so a booking engine and a channel manager. And then we've built other support around the product. So we've just released our new Prino Academy, which is quite exciting. This was an idea that we had so so long ago, but never thought that we'd have time to kind of bring it into fruition. But the need for it just became more and more uh, important, I think, around just helping hoteliers. But what Prino Academy is moving into is are getting other experts and other hoteliers to, to create short courses that hoteliers can go in and um, upskill themselves with or just refresh. So that's been an exciting piece that that sits alongside our product as well. Yeah. Really exciting. And 
I know a lot of Kiwi businesses maybe think, oh, I'll just stick within our shores, uh, particularly at the moment, maybe thinking, how do I export, given I maybe can't get across and meet a customer face-to-face? How have you at Prino navigated that con- to continue your global presence and growth? Yeah, well, like I said, we've we've been selling overseas since the start of Prino, but also the way that we do sell is and onboard customers has always been remote. Mainly, it was the first way for us to be able to offer the product at, at an affordable price because if, if we're not visiting a property or traveling to that property and spending hours there, we can do it all online through video calls or video training. That was a way to, for us to be able to keep costs down for our customers. So that we've done that even before COVID. But now I think people are more used to video calling and doing work through video, uh, like Zoom and things, that it's, it's made it a little bit easier for us in a way to do that. But I think our team's worked hard. We work odd time zones and odd hours sometimes. But I think for us, the challenges that, that hoteliers face are not just isolated to New Zealand. So we might as well try and help as many hoteliers as we can, New Zealand, Australia, UK. We're in over 25 countries at the moment. Exciting. And we talked a bit about some broader challenges. I guess well, the title for this podcast is The Female Career. Have there been any particular challenges or obstacles that you might have faced as a woman in your career? Yeah, I think possibly when we were younger, taking over a hotel, going into an industry which is typically a lot older. <laughs> um, and I think that we were two young girls and I think we just had to really work twice as hard to to prove and build trust within the industry. A lot of our bookings came at the time from travel agents and when we took over this hotel, I mean, we had a great vision, we thought, and we knew we were working hard, but they we just had to prove ourselves so that they would take us seriously. And I think that was frustrating at the time. Yeah, <laughs> just just getting rejected at the start and then having to just prove yourself was, was hard work, but we got there. That's probably one that stood out for me and probably just a, a big learning curve early on that's taken mm. through my career is just like, just, just keep, we keep pushing forward, <laughs> just keep plowing through yeah, and you'll get there. <laughs> and how did you cope at that time or as you said, kind of prove yourself? Um, well, I wasn't on my own. I had my sister. We had a fantastic team as well. We also had a lot of community support as well. So we just keep we keep kind of trying new things for the hotel, testing things, and just making sure that every guest that came and stayed had an amazing time. And then just word got round from there that we offered a great experience when you stayed at the hotel. So I think that's kind of that idea of support and experience we've taken into Prino as well. So from the start with Prino. We've always offered free support 24-7 and just making sure that we remain close to our customers and we do all we can to help them. And I think that has also built loyalty alongside just the product as well. Yeah, I can imagine it has. And I've seen a couple of things in media that you've written about this, about work-life balance and I know it can be an ongoing struggle for, for a lot of people. I know it certainly is for me. But how do you personally find some kind of a balance between your work, your career, and your broader life? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure what you'll read, I've said it. Like, I'm no, I don't have this sorted at all. <laughs> I'm by no means perfect. And I think for me personally, there are times where 
I've, I've just had to prioritize work but as long as there's like a, a a date whereby it could come back to more of an equilibrium I suppose we've always promoted a work-life balance as in the team so I think the more things that we're doing in the team to promote work-life balance naturally I've brought them into my life as well so now we have Prino Relax Days, which is the first Friday of every month we, we give as a, a day off to the team. So just little things like that, that mean that I too, like when I when they first started doing those, I wasn't taking that day off. I was kind of working through until the team kind of asked me to also join in on the Prino Relax Day. And I think I instantly did it after that. So that was no problem. But I just like little little habit changes that you kind of have to do sometimes. Yeah. What a nice idea to have a Prino Relax Day. But also that interesting challenge of you, know, you want to create a great culture for others and you offer them this benefit. But it's hard to sometimes apply that to yourself when it's your business. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But I'm very... I, I just, again, thank my team for, for being honest and upfront and we're quite open as a team as well. And so, yeah, they make sure that I'm working efficiently because I do know that if I'm exercising, if I'm getting proper rest and, and everything, that I, my work is better. So I just have to, to keep in that mode and not get too overwhelmed with tasks that you're doing day to day. And I'd love to hear the intermediate. I know you said you may be not one to always look back, but I'll ask you one more looking back question before I turn more to the future. As you look back on your career, what have been some of your proudest career moments? I can't really nail it to, to just like one milestone or one event, but I, I would say just, again, like how my team has navigate, navigated through COVID and also just how how much we've done as a team to try and help our industry as well has been has been fantastic. I think this yeah, this time has equally been challenging but equally been a motivator for us as well. Mm. What is it about your team and how I guess how they've got on that has made you really proud? Yeah, I mean they just they're equally as passionate as me, so I think that helps. They're all very smart and motivated and Again, they just determined to go and help hoteliers and give the best products, best service as much as we can every day. And I, I wouldn't, Prino wouldn't exist without the team that, that is behind it. So yeah, I, I think, I think that would be the main, the main thing I'm proud of is, is really the, the team and all the hard work they do day to day. Yeah, wonderful. As you say, when you've got all the team as passionate as you, then that's I guess at the heart of what makes a great business. Well, you can you can move faster because they're bringing sometimes better ideas to the table than I, than I am, and because they're equally passionate, you're not having to spend time just to motivate people each day. They come to they come to the job ready. So I think that's and also just keep me motivated too. So I think that's um, the biggest benefit. Yeah, that's a nice way to describe it. As you say, you can move at pace. You don't need to think about motivating anyone else because they're already there and they help to keep you up as well. Nice. So now if we do look forward, Amelia, as you said, you know, you like to look a bit more um, forward thinking. Where do you see your career heading in the future? I, I mean, I have goals personally, but I never plan out my career as such. I remember Claudia Baden years and years ago when I heard her speak, she talked about a career being a squiggly line. And I feel like already my career has been, yeah, just a, 
a very squiggly line, <laughs> no, no kind of, a, a, you know, linear approach. So I feel like I'm just really focused on Prino and, again, helping the tourism accommodation industry see beyond that at the moment. It's just really just looking for ways that I can grow in my, in my role and within help grow the company. So that's, that's my biggest goal and ambition at the moment. Great. And as you said, you've even seen ways to grow and develop Prino as you've gone. Yeah, I mean, we get inspiration all the time. I mean, the Prino Academy is is one idea that was a while ago that we've been able to work on more recently. And I'm sure there'll be new ideas, you know, next year <laughs> and the year after that, that come along as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's always a very, I don't know, it's, it's kind of organic in the way that it grows and develops, I suppose. Yeah, and I guess it developed organically in the first place and that it was a problem that you were experiencing and you wanted to figure out how you could solve that. And I'm sure it'd be the same thing now, think, working with your customers, seeing the problems they have and seeing if you can help to solve those too. Yeah, I think if you have that that mindset, and I'm, I, I think others in my team maybe stronger in this area than I am, but I, I have a mindset to learn from others and and listen and look for challenges to solve, then I think that that helps with the purpose of like the next step or the next feature you're building or the next project you're working on. So I think don't maybe don't try to force too much. Just, yeah, just kind of look around for opportunities, I think, and test and learn and develop. Mm, great advice around listening and hearing the challenges, the problems, and then testing and learning to see if maybe you can offer something that that might help. And I wanted to come back to something that you said, Amelia, which was around continuing in the future to grow yourself as a leader. How have you done that to date? There's lots of other women I speak with who are thinking, well, how do I grow, develop myself? What have you done that's helped you to develop and grow? I think I've grown a lot, <laughs> but I think there's still, still a lot of growth to go. If I compare how I was as a leader when we first opened the hotel to, to now where I am with Prino, yeah, I mean, not only just through experience you you learn, but yeah, I, I think I've challenged myself along the way, always pushed myself further and I've always wanted to, to do better. So I think that approach has meant that I am never stationary, if that makes sense. So I'm, I don't know, I'm never comfortable in one spot. And then, yeah, the, the biggest learning, I think, for me also, and maybe this applies for me, but because I've mostly only worked for myself, I haven't learnt from um, others. I haven't been in a corporate environment either. And I think there's some learnings there that I've, that I've had to make as well. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at and where I, where I want to get to, especially as our team grows. There's, there's many things that I'm having to learn about running a bigger team and developing a bigger team and things like that. Mm, I think as your team gets bigger and bigger, I found with working with with other women that, you know, when it's just a small number, you can get everyone around, you know, the morning tea table if you're able to meet face-to-face -face and be able to talk through your direction, your ideas. As it gets bigger, you have to find you in different ways of communicating to make sure everyone's informed and has an opportunity to input. And that often feels quite different. Exactly. And it's creating opportunities for other people to lead as well. Pre knows that we have an office in Auckland, but we're a remote team. So we do all of our work online remotely. And yeah, it's 
yeah, there's different challenges that that brings as well when you're leading a team to. Unfortunately, I've had mentors and advisors around me that have, have really helped. And But yeah, as I said, there's still a lot for me to learn. Like our team size at the moment is about 16. As we grow next year, aiming to be at around 50, there's just going to be some massive, massive learnings in that growth as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm already looking ahead to be like, <laughs> where can I improve? <laughs> what can I do better at? Yeah. That's all good though. Whether it's yourself or for your customers, that kind of, I can feel that constant sense of how can we make things better. One last question I'd have for you, Amelia, you gave a little bit of advice there in terms of, you know, always listening for challenges, but what other career advice would you have for women? For me, and again, I have to pull myself up, pull myself up on this a little bit, is um, just making sure you're celebrating the small wins because I'm not sure if it's just applies to technology, um, but probably for other businesses as well. But sometimes you're, when your approach is iterative, you can, and you're always looking ahead at new targets, you can miss the progress or the success that you've had to date. And I think just taking time with yourself or with your team to, to celebrate those small wins or milestones that you've crossed is important. And it's something I've had to, had to learn. Maybe just try not to compare yourself to others as well. I, I think it's not something for me, for me personally, but just in terms of like talking with other females, it can be tough. They can kind of people can kind of lump female founders or female entrepreneurs together, and I think it just can make you feel a bit insecure sometimes. So I think. Just don't try and compare yourself too much to others. I think if you're working on something you're passionate about and you enjoy your work and you're you're getting a lot of learning from it, so you're pushing yourself every day, then I think that's that's a massive achievement. Yeah, and I think it's great advice there to not compare yourself to others. So I think we do spend a bit of time. I know I do sometimes looking around and going, oh, I'm not, baby's going as fast as that person or I haven't developed as much there. But actually, instead of looking back and going, well, what am I aiming for? What does success look like for me? And focusing more on that. Alongside that great advice around celebrating the small wins. It's hard to do. It's hard to remember to do anyway, but so important in terms of keeping momentum for yourself and others. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Amelia, for your time today. I've really enjoyed hearing more about you and what drives you and about your journey to creating Prino, as well as your journey as a leader as well. So thanks so much for sharing that. Thank you, Anna. Thanks so much. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Female Career Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. For more inspiring stories of women of Aotearoa and their careers, subscribe to the Female Career Podcast via Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen so that you never miss a story. You can also take a look at our website, thefemalecareer.com, where we feature the stories. And if you subscribe to our mailing list, you can have career advice and inspiration delivered directly to your inbox. Thanks for your support, and I look forward to you joining us again soon.